Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Actually, Coach, Hoopsters is sold out worldwide, completely sold out. So we've got a new sponsor tonight. Hmm. Um, oh. oh. Okay. Hi, this is Coach. And if there's one thing that we can be sure that every true sports fan loves, it's beautifully designed wallpaper. That's right, Coach. Sports fans love beautifully designed wallpaper. And I'm not talking about those garbage prints at Sherwin-Williams. Hell no. I'm talking about the artfully designed patterns from our friends at Paperbird. Those rule. From geometric and modern to classic and vintage, these are the patterns that will set your walls apart. Plus, it's peel and stick wallpaper, so no more fussing with liquidy glues and brushes and stuff. Paperbird's wallpaper is easy to clean, safe, and non-toxic, just like Sports Wednesday. So head to paperbirdhome.com to get yours today. And tell them BMOC sent you. Good times. Are you ready for some medium-level sports talk nonsense? Then you're in luck. Because it's not Monday, it's not Tuesday, it's Sports Wednesday. What's up, Sports Wednesday Nation? This is BMOC, host of Sports Wednesday. Hey, we're still in the doldrums of February. It's a period of sports after the Super Bowl, but before March Madness, where not a lot's going on. I mean, stuff's going on. NBA regular season. (sighs) NHL regular season. MLS starting baseball meetings. Not a lot of whole compelling stuff that medium-level sports guys can get into. So we generally take this time off or we try and roll out new ideas for the show. Our last episode, if you didn't listen to it, was a new concept for the show. Our next episode, Coach and Maestro are on the hook for planning it. It's going to be amazing because they've been working on it forever. And I don't even have any idea what it's going to be like. But we took last week off. We don't like to take two weeks off. So here's what we've done giving you a, a little filler, a little bit of Sports Wednesday to tide you over to the next show, made up of beans. What are beans? Well, I'm going to tell you what beans are. Beans are short takes that we record using an app called Cappuccino. And basically, Cappuccino lets you uh, grab your phone if you have a hot take, you record it, and then it sends it to your group. And you all can participate in Cappuccino. Download the Cappuccino app, search for the Sports Wednesday group, add us, and then you'll hear the beans as they come up. It's kind of like a daily crowdsourced user-generated podcast. So this week, I've just grabbed a handful of beans that we've recorded recently. I'm going to string them all together, and uh, it will give you your fix of medium level. And these are some medium and sub-medium beans. Medium level takes on sports, entertainment, politics, the world, heaven, hell. I'm talking about everything! Everything! All right, let's get to it. I am B to the M to the O to the C. Sports Wednesday will be back with a live to us, but not to you, show soon. Good times. 
What's up, Wednesday Nation? BMOC here with another incredible music insight from the master of music insights himself, B to the M to the O to the C. Listen, I've been watching a lot of the original underdog cartoon. Uh, I'd say a good 30% of it doesn't hold up. Fairly racist, to be honest with you. But the underdog theme song is amazing. And it's, you know, it starts very tribal where it's like, but then at the end, there's just this, this kind of, I don't know if it's a, a bridge or a hook or what, where it's like speed of lightning. And it's just, it's unbelievable. You heard that? That's 1964. And I believe in that clip where he's like, Speed of Lightning! You are hearing the very seeds of 1980s heavy metal vocalization. And it makes perfect sense because those singers in the 80s were probably kids in 1964 watching the underdog show that came out. So I think, I think you're witnessing the very birth of heavy metal in the 1964 underdog theme show intro music and there's an easy way to check chip you know all of these guys whenever you're interviewing an 80s heavy metal singer all you got to do is be like did you used to watch underdog when you're a kid and they're going to be like speed of lightning oh man this discovery is huge huge yet another bmoc exclusive good times Hey everybody, it's Carl Hoplicker. How you been? Oh my, it's been at least a year since I left a bean on this cappuccino. But uh, word on the street is Sports Wednesday's doing a bean episode tomorrow, so I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring. And Anyway, it's March 1st, 2022, and I don't know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, so I felt like I needed to come down into the Hickmore Tavern and have myself a dark beer and listen to some dark tunes. And uh, what I'm feeling today is, it's a little Death Cab for Cutie on vinyl, it's the photo album, and I'm pairing that up with a Land Grant Beard Crumbs, which I found in the back of my fridge. It's an oatmeal raisin stout. It's got a nice, mysterious flavor. Uh, It's got a nice, high ABV. And I gotta tell you, this pairing is out of sight. I'm feeling it. Tuesday night in the Hickmore Tavern? What could be better? Anyway, I miss everybody. You know, I really do. And uh, I'm looking forward to that craft beer and vinyl episode that you guys keep talking about. But I don't know. I guess I'll suffer through more talk about Formula One and EPL. Hey, it's Maestro. Every so often, I uh, wake up in the middle of the night. I can't fall back asleep. I'm sure this happens to everybody. But um, usually I leave 
the bedroom and find a couch or whatever. Last night it happened, and um, about three o'clock in the morning, and decided I needed to kind of watch a show to unwind, sort of reset my brain. Anyway, long story short, I found a show on HBO called Raised by Wolves. It's a Ridley Scott series. It's kind of based in the way future or parallel universe future, but pretty interesting stuff so far. I just watched one episode. Um, no big act, big name actors or anything, but um, definitely if you like Ridley Scott and sort of futuristic stuff, it, uh, it would be right in your wheelhouse. But uh, I'm curious about it, and I will continue to watch, so I'll keep you posted. Ciao. Well, it's Wednesday, and welcome to the Baseball Guy Podcast, where a grumpy old man, somewhere between the age of 40 and 60, opines about the state of baseball. I I truly believe that the only people that care or are getting angry about this labor agreement are people from the, between the ages of 40 and beyond. Nobody in their right mind young or smart or normal gives a crap about this baseball thing. And my theory is it really is buried on most of the sports headlines. Like it's not dominating. It's part of it, but it's, I think baseball needs to really look at that. Like nobody really cares. And I get that. And I even find myself, I'm just like, I I don't really care. Like, I hear these old guys upset. I'm not watching. I'm upset. Baseball's a bunch of babies. Rich owners, spoiled brat players. Maybe, I don't know, but if you if you deep dive into all sports, pro- professional sports, everyone is that. You're literally talking about grown adults that get paid a shit ton of money to play a sport. And we enjoy it. It's entertainment. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm not angry and I'm just, it's just funny because it's, it's just the grumpy old guys getting angry about baseball. Everybody else in the world is like, okay, you're not going to start the season on time. Everybody else in the world is like, good. Maybe I will watch some baseball since it's not a thousand games and doesn't last from literally March until November. So, baseball. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> and this has been the Baseball Guy Podcast, brought to you by Big League Chew, the greatest gum that lasts literally about 12 seconds in your mouth. Big League Chew. Get some today. All right. Also, I do have a recommendation. Um, been watching Hulu and... Uh, all the murders in the building. I think it's that's what it's called, murders in the building, and it's with uh, uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. Um, good watch, easy, easy watching, nothing too crazy. Um, doesn't get too deep. Check it out. All right, adios.
What's up, Wednesday Nation? BMOC here. If you listened to our last episode about endings, we had a debate on some of the, the better endings of films, and then we did a Twitter poll. I want to announce the results. We had about 600,000 people voting in it, more or less. And uh, which film had the best ending? Was it, as Maestro supposed, The Sixth Sense, or as Coach conjectured, Fight Club, or as BMOC suggested, Flash Gordon? Here are the results. Flash Gordon with 50% of the vote, 300,000 votes. Holy moly. Fight Club, Sixth Sense splitting the remainder of the votes. It's official. Wednesday Nation says the greatest ending to a movie was from Flash Gordon, which again said the end, dot, 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 question mark. Awesome. Hey, it's Maestro again. Um, been thinking about recording some music. I have I have lots of guitars. I've got a drum set, bass. Got recording software on my machine down in the basement. So, um, really been pondering doing like a solo record. And I guess um, I've been struggling a little bit. I don't know what genre I should do. You know, I've played in a lot of bands. Played um, played funk metal played uh, indie rock, played prog rock, um, playing this Van Halen cover band. So, I mean, the sky's the limit here. Um, obviously, I I tend to lean towards indie rock and, you know, alternative stuff like that, but I, I'm open to suggestions. So I guess this is an interactive bean. I'd love to get some feedback from you. What would you like me to do or what genre should I explore? I'm really curious and could use a little... Uh, little motivation so so hit me up if you have any uh any um suggestions thanks later what's up wednesday nation bmoc here i went to see wwe this week in columbus monday night raw here's my review i love going to see wrestling i don't watch it uh, but my son and i used to watch it all the time when we were young so when they come through town we try and go third time i've been to raw the first time we were way up in the top seats you know, he was he was younger, and, uh, you know, those seats are terrible, I'm not going to lie. Uh, second time uh, we went, we were in the lower bowl, and those are great seats. They're actually, I think, preferable to our seats this time, which were on the floor, and we were only four rows back. But when you're on the floor, all the cameramen and all sorts of stuff is between you and the wrestlers. And it's kind of exciting to be on the floor, but you're kind of, you're on a folding chair, you're really crammed in there. And so, uh, you know, you're definitely closer to the action. But I think if the optimal WWE viewing experience is from about midway up in the lower bowl. One thing I did notice, too, was there was a lot of uh, kind of solo super fans in my section. And they were typically young males from mid-20s to mid-30s. And they were just huge into wrestling and there by themselves. And I sit next to one of these guys and, you know... I haven't been keeping up with the story, so he would kind of catch me up when a wrestler would come out, and he'd be like, oh, man, that's Finn Balor. He lost to Austin Theory, and everyone thought he was going to be out of WWE and that kind of stuff. And I spent a lot of time watching these guys, and I realized something about wrestling. It's probably obvious to all of you, but this was the first time I realized it, and it's when, when you in the audience make the conscious decision because I know you know wrestling is scripted and people always say it's fake although I'll tell you that 
athleticism and things they do in the ring are very real. When you make the decision to go along with it, like when you're like, oh, that guy's a heel, I'm going to go after him, or that's a face, we want him to win. You become part of the narrative. And I think that's the brilliant brilliance of it. It's wrestling and the audience are connected and more invested in each other because you have to make that decision in a way that other sports are not. I can go to a football game. It doesn't matter who I'm really rooting for. I'm not, it's not good versus evil. I'm not part of the narrative in the same kind of way. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh, anyway, a lot of uh, Monday Night Raw was about um, setting up WrestleMania. And yeah, I think I'm going to probably watch WrestleMania. I have Peacock. It's on Peacock. Okay, so we are in what us at Sports Wednesday <clears throat> have dubbed the sports doldrums. We get to them every year, and this is our fifth season, and we're knee-deep in it. It's post-Super Bowl, pre, oh, I don't know, I guess baseball? No, pre uh, March Madness. That's when things start to really click. Love March Madness. Um, but right now, there's a lot of content that gets thrown out there. I think sports writers are doing the same thing. They're they're not finding a lot to talk about, so they're they're reaching back and lately, or at least recently, I think it was the 40th anniversary uh, of a movie that I love. I own it on VHS, which makes me super old. Which is Slapshot. Um, if you are a youngster and enjoy a good frolicking sports movie that really has, I mean, it's just a sports movie. There's no deep meaning. Um, you got the Chiefs. They're a minor league team with all your characters, the Hanson brothers. Um, it's well worth your time. Fine slap shot. Sit down. Crack open a, a swill beer. Don't drink a craft beer when you're watching Slapshot. That's pure blasphemy. Um, and uh, laugh. It's 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 a solid movie. Sports movies are talked about a lot. Um, people have their their favorites, but Slapshot. Oh man, it's a unique one. It's a fantastic hockey movie, but it's a just a funny sports movie. Um, but if you watch it and you don't agree, you know, let us know on the socials and let me know that I'm an idiot for suggesting such a horrible movie. Um, but yeah, slap shot. Hopefully we'll get through these doldrums. Uh, March Madness is coming up. Lots of good things coming. Betting with Coach's brother. He's, he's got a lot of work to do to save his reputation. And We'll get knee-deep into it. Let's see if the Bobcats can have another very magical run like they did last year. And I end up taking my shirt off while we watch them. God, that's a weird story. All right. Enjoy your week. Um, Yeah. Have a good one, Sports Wednesday Nation. What's up, Wednesday Nation? One more wrestling-related bean here. At the end of the show... Uh, And that show is a three-hour live TV show. It is so well choreographed. Like, when they cut to a commercial, 
a team of guys runs out, they change the ring, and then they start filming wrestling for some of their other properties, and then they change it all back before the commercial is over. It's amazing, amazing to see how well-coordinated it was. So right at the end, uh, the Edge comes out. Edge is rated our superstar, and he's been a face for a while. Uh, and he is challenged to a match at WrestleMania by AJ Styles, who's also a face. And so this is Edge's heel turn. And in there, back and forth, he knocks Styles out, and then he brings a couple chairs in the ring. And basically, while AJ Styles is laying flat on the ring, he smashes him over the head with these chairs multiple times. And so it's kind of like, okay, this is Edge as a heel now. But also, I mean, dude, it really, I was right there. It looked bad. And then, boom, it hits 10.59.59, and the lights come up. The show's over. Edge leaves the ring. They start breaking things down. The, the, the live broadcast is over, and AJ Styles is just laying there. He's not moving at all. And then, you know, a bunch of uh, doctors get in the ring to try and help him. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, I think nobody's leaving because we're like, he he's probably really hurt. Although one of the super fans in my section yelled, get up, AJ. He didn't hit you that hard. And so, and they're not filming this. And I'm like, you know, Parkin, I, I think AJ Styles is really hurt. And so we stick around. They finally get him up and he, you know, takes like four people to kind of guide him out of the ring and out of there. And, uh. I, I turned to the super fan guy who were sitting next to you, and I go, hey, man, do you think he's going to be all right? I think he's really hurt. And, and this guy looks at me, and he goes, dude, he's not fucking hurt. And he just points, and there was, like, another camera filming the whole thing. And he's like, watch Raw next Monday night. It's going to open with what happened to AJ Styles after the show ended. So I don't know, man. I'm just saying it totally got me. It totally got me. Wrestlemania. Good times. Hey, it's Maestro. So as you know, we're in the doldrums. Um, sports doldrums, but also this is just plain old doldrums of life, right? We're, uh, we're in Ohio. It's the beginning of March. Um, we still have a ways to go with cold, nasty weather. So it's like, what do we do to get through it? How do we uh, entertain ourselves? And one of the things that uh, that we've stumbled upon here in Hake House is uh, is um, Marathon of Castle, the show Castle that used to be on. I think it was on ABC. But anyway, it's syndicated on Lifetime right now. And they'll show it all freaking day long. Cracks me up. But anyway, my wife and I used to watch that show. Um, we probably watched the first three seasons, maybe four seasons. It's not a great show. It's like a murder mystery show. It's sort of funny. Um, it's charming, you know, but the, the thing, the reason we watched it was probably because the lead actors were good to look at. Um, Stana Kattig is the uh, female lead and then, um, Nathan Fillion is the male lead and it cracks me up because we'll just put this show on and just have it on all night. It'll just, you know, whether we watch it or we watch little bits and pieces of it. But, um, anyway, I think, Everybody needs an eye candy show, right? A, a brainless show to put on. It's background noise, but uh, it's it's one of the things that has helped us the past couple weeks get through this doldrum phase of late February, early March. So uh, check it out. Um, you won't be impressed, but you'll you'll know what I mean.
What's up, Wednesday Nation? BMOC here. Just a little bit, you know, thinking about the underdog theme song. And, you know, I think it's great that underdog is fighting those who rob and plunder, but it also forces me to ask, in 1964, was plundering still a problem? We don't hear a whole lot about plundering anymore. And underdog clearly exclusively devoting his crime-fighting self to robbers and plunderers. And so I'm just wondering if, if plundering was in the, in the news more. And one time I read this novel that was written in like 1972, and the penultimate scene of the novel, this character grabs an inkwell off a desk and throws it at the other character. And I'm like, were inkwells really a thing in 1972? Were they still relevant? They must have been. So plundering, 1964. And uh, just one note on the inkwell thing. I, I've been doing a lot of research into the history of professional hockey in Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown, for a possible future project. And one thing I love is like one of the first minor league hockey teams was brought to Cleveland by a man named Al Sutphin. Uh, he built the Cleveland Arena where this team played. And the thing I love about Al Sutphin is he made his money uh, running a pen and ink company in Cleveland. Like, to get pens and ink, it's just a company there in your town. Here we go. And I make my fortune in pen and ink. Man, this, it just seems like such a weird time. Hey, it's Maestro. This is my last bean. Um, who knows where BMOC will put this in the show or if he puts it in the show. I've sent him a bunch of off the top of my head bull crap, but um, this is the last one. It's another interactive bean for you. Um, as some of you may know, I have my main car, my main dad car is a 2011 Ford Flex, and I love this thing. I've had it, I bought it used, but I've had it for a long time. It's been a, a great car for me and my family, um, but it's getting it's getting a little long in the tooth, right? It uh, probably needs to go. It's going to start to cost me money to keep it running. Um, I've been dragging my feet on getting a new car, um, especially over the pandemic, because I don't really drive that much. Um, and I'm still kind of in that phase of, you know, why bother? Just keep it. It's not costing me anything right now because I don't drive that much, but I do need a new car. Um, I've been looking around. I haven't really seen anything that blows my mind. And so I guess I'm putting this out to, to y'all. Um, what should I get? I mean, I've been thinking about a truck been thinking about an electric car. I've been thinking about another used car. I've been thinking about maybe just selling the flex and getting a new motorcycle. Um, but I'd love your, uh, your suggestions. If you have any feedback, um, most likely I'll just get feedback from BMOC and coach, which is cool too. But, um, I know they're partial to used cars. I also feel like, you know, I'm at midlife. I have never bought myself a, a new car. So I know my wife is all in on that. So I'm just really curious, um, what you all think. Um, if there's any cars out there that you're like, man, if I was in the market, I'd get that. So um, hit me up. I'd love to hear uh, hear what your thoughts are. Thanks. What's up, Wednesday Nation? BMOC here. Just just a last thought on Underdog. You know, and, and really all of the children's animation shows of that era, they just did not give a flying fuck about consistency. I mean, not at all. And either they either 
kids were dumber back then, totally possible, or just the, their take on kids were like, ah, kids don't fucking care. I mean, I, just, I watched season one, episode four of Underdog, and there's this bad guy named Batty Man who's this vampire, and, uh, you know, he's got Underdog and Polly Purebred wrapped in chains. Like, their body's completely wrapped in chains. It's just their head in chains, and he sticks them on this conveyor belt towards the stamping machine, which is going to stamp them into bowling ball shapes. And then we cut away and we watch a couple of other, we say the Go Go Gophers, still a horribly racist cartoon, by the way. Uh, there's a, a Tudor, tu, Tudor Turtle um, mini episode and Tudor is green in the first scene and then in the next scene he's purple and in the next scene he's blue. I'm like, they can't even get the colors consistent within the same cartoon. And when we finally come back to part two of the Batty Man, the Batty Man narrative, Underdog and Polly are no longer wrapped in chains. They just have on handcuffs and ankle cuffs. And the conveyor belt they're on moves in the opposite direction. And the stamping machine is a completely different machine. I just, man, that, that used to drive me crazy when I was a kid. And I watched the Super Friends and I'd be like, why is Flash flying all of a sudden, you know? But I just think they have like zero respect for the audience. You hear that all the time when you're right. You're like, you have respect for the I think back then they're just like, fucking kids. Nobody fucking cares. Underdog! All right, everybody. That was your collection of beans. About 30 minutes of beans. Some show recommendations in there. A little bit about music. Some regrets about February in Ohio. Hockey, wrestling, baseball, underdog, sports Wednesday, worldwide. All right, we'll be back soon, hopefully next week with the show. By the way, the new season of F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix premieres Friday, March 10th. Check it out so you can follow our F1 discussions on the show. Until then, and on behalf... A basketball legend, Matt Longley, and the maestro, Brian Hake. I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everyone. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend, Matt Longley, the maestro, Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Do 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 do